I'm going to talk about something that maybe isn't talked about so much in the church today. Um, but it's something that has come up, and, um, and it's really important to address, to, to talk about. And so, um, you know, it might be, might, might, be a little, might be a little uncomfortable, might be a little like, maybe I hope I don't freak anybody out, but it's biblical. It's stuff that's like from the Bible, right? And so, um, but it's something that, that I think has been kind of ramping up and it's something that we've recognized that has been coming up and, and I've, I've gotten confirmation from a lot of different sources and I'm like, okay, this is, this is, this is a thing. And so, so what I'm going to talk about today is um, or what I titled the, the message is the, the oppression of witchcraft. Um, and, and, wh- and what does that mean? What does that look like? What are we talking about when we talk about witchcraft? Because that can mean a lot of different things. And when you, I'm sure when I, when I said that, immediately you went to something in your mind like, you know, Harry Potter or, you know, I don't know. What I, or, you know, maybe they just straight up occult, you know, maybe, I don't know what, you, you know, everyone has a different idea of what, what that is, but, but God talks about it very clearly in the Bible. He's, it's very clear in, in, in the word, um, the seriousness, seriousness of it and what it is, what it isn't, what, what, you know, and, and how to deal with it. And so I was going to play the clip from Monty Python. Um, to start out with, I don't know if you've ever seen Monty Python, but you know, it's a, uh, you know, uh, we found a witch, may we burn her? You know, it's kind of, you know, that Elizabeth knows, it's it's a whole clip from that, you know, if you've ever seen that show, you got to watch Monty Python if you've ever seen it. <coughs> I was going to, sh- I was going to play that, but I thought, well, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it, but it's, it's, it's kind of funny. So, whatever, if, well, sometime I'll show it. So, anyway, but we're going to start in Deuteronomy 18. Um, I think Simeon's got the, the you know, put the words up here. Uh, Deuteronomy 18, verse 9. Um, start out there. And it says, When you come into the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Okay, right there. It, 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 and I know, I know he's talking to the Israelites, right? He's talking, he's, he's, he's giving his message to the Israelites. And he's saying, you know, when you come in, well, there is a translation here. You know, when I read that, I was like, you know, it was like very clear, like God saying, when you come into the land that I'm giving you, he gave, he, he has, he has commissioned us to come to Prescott. He has told us to come into here and to take this, to take this land, you know, and to take up, to, to take up post. And so when you come, when you come into the land, which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominations of those nations. Right, whatever's there, whatever happens to be in that land when you are taking it, you're not gonna you're not gonna take up their their traditions. You're not gonna take up their ways, their abominations. Right? There shall not be found among you anyone who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire. And we talked about this a few weeks ago. And, and that's talking about the, the, well, really human sacrificing, right? Which is a, you know, not a very fun subject to talk about in and of itself, but that's what they were doing back in those days. In, in the, the, the spirit of Moloch, remember the, the, Mo, the Moloch in the, in the word? And, and he was, they were, they were basically performing human sacrifices with their children. 
and I, I likened it to the, the, the current day culture of what's going on with our kids. There's an attack on our kids. You know, there's an attack on our children. And, and we need to be aware of it and, and to be able to, you know, watch out for that. Um, and so he says, who makes his son or his daughter pass through the fire or one who practices witchcraft or a soothsayer or one who interprets omens or a sorcerer or one who conjures spells or a medium or a spiritist or one who calls up the dead. That covers a whole gamut of things, right? Basically, if you're getting into anything spiritual that is not of God, right? He's saying you need, to, you need to be careful of these things and watch out for them and not get involved in them. He says, let not one be, there shall not be found among you anyone. Now he doesn't say, he doesn't even say, don't practice these things. He's like, watch out for those that are among you practicing them as well, right? And he's not, he's not, he's not even differentiating between, you know, good witch, bad witch, right? There's no good witch, bad witch here, right? Witchcraft is witchcraft, you know? It's all, it's all bad. It's all not from God. And so um, he says, for all who do these things are an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God drives them out from before you. You shall be blameless before the Lord your God. For these nations which you, which you dispossess listened to the soothsayers and diviners. Or div, you know, diviners, right? So he's saying these people that, that practice these things, they listen to the, the people that practice these things. They were the ones, they were the, that's where they got their direction. That's where they got their instructions. That's, where they, that's who they followed. That's who they listened to. And that's how they conducted their lives by listening to these people. And God's like, no, I'm the Lord your God. I will give you direction. I will give you everything you need. You don't, you need, listen to me because I have your best interest at heart. These people don't, right? They're, they're not in it for them. They're not in it for you, right? And so it says, you should be blameless before the Lord your God for these nations, which you will dispossess, Listen to the soothsayers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not appointed such for you. So don't touch it, right? And so I want to I first kind of back up and, 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 and set the stage a little bit and say, although we're talking about this whole witchcraft thingy, whatever, <laughs> right? I want to really set it up so that it's not something that we are in fear of. It's not something we have to be afraid of, right? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to frame it a little bit for us so that we can, we can operate from the right mindset and the right perspective. Because the promises of God are greater than the schemes of the enemy. The promises that God has given us are greater than any of the schemes of the enemy. So we don't have to be afraid of those. We just need to be aware of them and not allow them to come in and, and, and creep into our lives, to the body, you know, those kinds of things. And so to frame that up, here are four things that we need to keep in mind as our framework. Number one, 1 John 4.4 4 says, You are of God. 
little children and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. So, first thing, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And that's our, we, just, we have to start with that framework. Knowing that greater, that greater is who's in me than anything that's in the world. So, keep that as, your, as, as, a, as a kind of a, you know, as a, as a post, you know, a steady post that we can uh, cling to and we can, we can understand. Secondly, we have authority. Right? We have authority. So greater is he that's in you, but we also we have authority over these things. Luke ten nineteen says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. We have authority over these things. We have, we have, God, the, Jesus gave us the authority to speak against these things, to speak truth and life and light, right? We, we, we have the authority to, to, to be able to overcome those things. And so we don't need to be afraid of it. Because sometimes it can, be, it can sound kind of scary. And, it can, can, kinda, and we get into this, you know, ooh, you know, little like, oh, you know, haunted houses. And, and you know, I mean, I, I'm just using like, Simple examples, but right, I mean, it can get kind of like a little mysterious and we get kind of, you know, whatever. And so, and it's not, it's not mysterious. We have, we have authority over these things. We can speak against these things. Second, uh, third, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The gates of hell shall not prevail in Matthew sixteen eighteen. It says, does they, that, that, Whatever he throws against us, he's not going to prevail against the church, against the body, you know. And the church isn't isn't the entity; it's the people that make it up, right? And so, whatever he throws at us, that, that's not going to prevail in our lives. And then, lastly, fourth thing. This is from Isaiah fifty-four. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Right? No, and so, but but here's the thing. Let's read that. Right? We we get our little in in our in our in the in the Christian circles. We get our little snippets of like things like no weapon formed against us should prosper, and we leave it at that. It's then that's all fine. That's great. That's good. I mean, that's that's a good thing to to grasp onto. But let's read the rest of that text. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. The Lord shall condemn every voice, every tongue that rises against you in judgment. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. We stop, we stop short and just say, every, you know, no weapon formed against us shall prosper, which is great, but that's, it's even better than that. Any tongue that rises against us, right, in judgment, he shall condemn on our behalf. And so when we frame it that way, we can see that, you know, we can, we can stand strong against these things. But it's important to know what's going on. And I'll tell you in a little bit where, kind of where this is stemming from and why I'm even talking about it in the first place. So as we can see from Deuteronomy, that witchcraft is a serious offense to him, to God, right? 
And maybe the most glaring example in the word that we can see is Saul. You know the story of Saul, right? Saul in 1 Samuel, it says, in 1 Samuel 15, it says, so, the, so Samuel said, has the Lord as great delight in burnt has the Lord uh, as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord behold to obey is better than sacrifice and to, to heed than the fat of rams for rebellion here's the here's the key part for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as idol- iniquity and idolatry. So rebellion and stubbornness, right? He's saying idolatry, witchcraft, right? And iniquity. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he has also rejected you from being king. He's talking to Saul. Saul went and sought the 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 the, the advice the the of a of a diviner of a sorcerer and he's like you listen to him instead of to god and he's like you gave these sacrifices no god didn't tell you to do the sacrifices you know you went and did did all these things and you didn't god didn't tell you to do that you went and listened to somebody else that was you know tapping into the spirit realm but wasn't from god and he's like, God's rejected you from being king. This is where it all went, started to go downhill for Saul. He stopped listening to God and, the word, and, and seeking his word, right? And so he says, basically, he tells him you know, that witchcraft is basically boiled down to rebellion. You know, isn't that what Satan and all his, the fallen angels kind of happened to them, right? They rebelled. It was a rebellion, we call it an insurrection. Sorry, I won't go there. Right? But it was a rebellion. And, and, and so, I don't know if you know who Derek Prince is. If you've ever read Derek Prince, he's a, he's a, um, he's a very well-known author, speaker from probably back in the 60s, 70s-ish maybe. Um, wrote many books, gave a lot of... He's on YouTube. Uh, some of his sermons are on YouTube if you ever listen to him. He's got... He's a, kind of a... I guess I would call him an expert in this, in this subject. What's that? Christian fiction as well. Um, but he, um, he, he's a, he, he is a very uh, known expert on the, on the reality of the spirit realm. He's kind of brought some of these things to life. He was, he had a, I think he had a deliverance ministry and some other things. And so wrote a lot of books. And uh, a quote from one of his books called Blessing or Curse You Can Choose is the name of the book. And he says, there are three key words that expose the activity of witchcraft. Three key words. Manipulate, intimidate, and dominate. Manipulate, intimidate, and dominate. Domination is its ultimate purpose. Manipulation and intimidation are alternative ways of achieving this, of achieving this purpose. Wherever people use verbal or nonverbal tactics to, mit, to manipulate, intimidate, and dominate those around them, witchcraft is at work. That's what he says. And so, clearly, that's you know what 
what was happening to Saul, right? I mean, that was, that was, that was you know, it was, a, it, was a, it was a way for, for him to, well, not just the person that he sought, obviously they were manipulating and, you know, whatever, but Saul also was trying to do the same thing and he got, he got caught up in this. And um, Derek Prince goes on and he says, witchcraft is the attempt to control people and make them do what you want by the use of any spirit which is not the Holy Spirit. So it's rebellion, control. It's trying to control people. It's trying to you know get them to do what you want. And we and and well, I'll get I'll get there. Just bear with me. I'm just giving background here. If any person has a spirit which he or she uses, it's not the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is God and God and no one uses God. Right? There's a lot that we attach to God. Well, the Holy Spirit told me. Well, God told me. Well, this and well, that, you know, whatever. And, you know, maybe some of that is all, all well, well and good. And maybe somebody heard, got a word and they gave you a word or whatever. But, but if it's, if it's, if there's, any element of trying to control and manipulate to try to get what you want, whatever, well, it starts to cross over into the rebellious nature and to, into the, to, to witchcraft. So, um, so wherever rebellion exists, witchcraft is sure to follow. Um, in the world, the, <laughs> the world right now, the world is in rebellion to God. I mean, it always has been. You know, I mean, that's, that's the world system, right? The world system, according to, you know, the prince and power of the air, has always been set up as rebellion because it's, it's controlled by, by Satan, right? Um, the world system is. And so it's always, been, it's always been a rebellious attitude. But man, are we seeing a ramp up of a rebellious nature and a rebellious attitude and a rebellious, you know, culture. It's, I mean, I don't know about you, but it's, it seems like to me like it's just, get, just ramping up day by the day. You know, and the things that, you know, that, he's ta- that they're talking about in Deuteronomy about the, you know, about the, you know, passing your sons and your, your daughters, you know, through the fire. And I, I mean, just like, oh my goodness. Like, we are seeing... A, an attack like never before on the family, on kids, you know, on the church. You know, it, it's just, it is, it is getting crazy. And, you know, and, and we know that, it, the, that the word says that the dark gets darker and the light gets lighter. You know, as time goes on, things are going to keep getting darker. But yet, that means the light is going to get lighter. That we're, and, and we being the light need to shine bright. Right? We need to shine in that darkness. And so as the dark gets darker, really what, what, they're ta- what he's talking about is, is they, they're operating more in the flesh than ever before. You know, that, that the flesh is rising up and there's an operating in the flesh. In Galatians 5, uh, Galatians 5, chapter 5, verse 19, it says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, and it goes on, it gives a whole list of things, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. And then it goes and says, in verse 20, it says, idolatry and sorcery, witchcraft. It lists, it lists those in to the you know, whole long list of, of things of the flesh. 
So people that are operating in these things are operating out of the flesh. You know, that whole, that whole scripture, if you read chapter 5 of Galatians, it's talking about walking in the Spirit versus walking in the flesh. You know, we need to be walking in the Spirit according to the Spirit. Not what Saul was doing. Saul, Saul stopped walking in the Spirit. He stopped and he started walking in the flesh. And he stepped over into that realm of rebellion and witchcraft. And it started to overtake him. And you see what happened to him. He went crazy started chasing David all over the countryside because he couldn't stand it. It overtook him. You know? And that's a, like, like I say, that's an extreme example. That's, a, that's, a, that's probably maybe, maybe one, one of the more extreme examples that we can see in the Bible. But when we look at that word flesh, I thought this was very interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. When we talk about the word flesh, or when we see that word flesh, in the Greek, it's the Greek word sarx, S-A-R-X. And what, is, what it means in this context, or at least in this verse context, it says, when either expressly or tacitly opposed to. Yes, please, thank you. When I, so something that is expressly opposed to the authority that is really in charge, right? It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, Opposed to that, it has an ethical sense and denotes mere human nature. The earthly nature of man apart from divine influence. So that's what the flesh is saying. I'm walking in the flesh. When I'm walking in the flesh, I'm completely devoid of divine influence. My mind is set on fleshly things, on worldly things. And it doesn't. Ha- I'm not. I'm not influenced by the divine, by by the divine nature of God. And therefore, prone to sin and opposed to God. So. So can we say we open ourselves up to spiritual attacks when we walk in the flesh? We sure can. It happened to Saul. He opened himself up, right? We can open up ourselves to other spiritual attacks when we when we walk in the flesh when we do the, when we have a mind that's not that's opposed to god that's divine that, that's uh, devoid of divine influence right we open ourselves up and it says accordingly it includes whatever is in the soul is weak low debased and tending to ungodliness and vice that's what that that's what that word flesh means right and so just to kind of give you more of a context and a more of a, a, a flavor of what we're talking about when we're talking about flesh. And so it's, it's really, it's, it's human direction versus divine direction, right? It, we're either one side or the, we're either on one side of it or, or the other, right? This is one, you know, you're either, you're either on the side of getting, walking in divine direction or you're walking according to human direction. And so, um, when we talk about Deuteronomy, or when we go back to Deuteronomy 18.10, I think I, I pointed this out before, but it says, there should not be found among you. I, thought, I found that to be very interesting. There should be not found among you anyone. Right? And so, um, obviously we don't, need to, we, need, we don't need to learn the, what he's saying. is We don't need to learn the dark details of, of the evil in order to recognize it. We don't need to, we don't need to, we don't need to, you know, well, you know, 
be all things to all men. So I'm going to go, you know, figure out what they're doing over here and so that I can, you know, witness to them. You know, we don't want to have any part of this. And we don't need to have any part of it in order to recognize it and reject it. Right? We just need to know that it exists and that it's there. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes these things might not be maybe quite as obvious as Saul, as this, the story of Saul. Right? Some of these, some, sometimes it might be a little bit more subtle than that. In fact, probably more often than not, it's a lot more subtle than that because it's deceptive. This is a deception that the enemy uses to try to, try to get us off of what we're, what we're supposed to be doing. He tries to get our mind off of, th- off of you know, really focusing on God and following him. And so, um, so I would say it's not just the occult. It's not just, you know, Satanists, you know, because like, that's what we go to, right, automatically. Or, or spiritual guides or things like that. Now, not the, those things don't exist. Um, I've talked with people recently um, that have kind of confirmed some of the things that I've been feeling for a while. Um, and uh, I, I'll, just, I'll just tell you, I, wasn't gonna, I was going to share it in a little bit, but we've been dealing with some of this influence recently. And it seems like it's ramping up. I was just talking to my oldest last night. We were up till mid twelve thirty talking about this and sharing. And he goes, he goes, you know, honestly, he goes, I've been I've been sensing the same thing for kind of he's he's kind of always been our little spiritual barometer, and now he's not so little anymore. But um, being twenty four, but he's he said, um, I've I've been recognizing it more and more. He goes, I think because it feels different. Like the fight, you know, we all know, we, we know we're in a spiritual battle. We know we're in a spiritual fight. We're constantly praying and we're, you know, we're, we're aware of it. And we're, 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 you know, we're, we're praying and, and, and warring against it. He goes, when we first came down here, he goes, it was different than what it is now. He goes, there's just something different. He goes, I, I really feel like, like there's an external influence that's, that has ramped up their... Um, activity, and he goes. He's, he we were talking about it, and he said, you know, we've we've been, <laughs> you know, we've been praying about some things, right? We we prayed, you know, you know that the the Masonic Temple closed, right? That shut down, and now we know that you know the the thing with Lucille's has closed or is being sold. They're selling. Right, and so some of these things are happening, or whatever, and it's like we've we've got, he he said we've gotten some victories because of our presence, because of our you know what we because of our prayers and things like that. He goes, the enemy doesn't like it, and so um, so it, it you know we we are recognizing these things and we're seeing them and we're like okay well good thank you for pointing this out because <laughs> now because now we know what to we 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 know we know what to go against right I've t- talked about it of, of uh, couple weeks ago why what you know, the purpose of church right the purpose of church isn't to come in and just get a bunch of feel-good feelings and to and to you know and to you know have these you know fluffy you know and walk out and not have no change personal you know, change or you know it's a war room we are a war room we are coming in to get the this the strategy for the week huh we're trying to you know get our spiritual direction from the lord right Get our strategy for the week. God, what do you have me to do this week? 
What's your strategy for me this week? Because, like I said, I mean, like it or not, we are in a spiritual battle, right? And so, so it's this is a war room, and part of this, part of coming in and getting the strategy is knowing what the enemy's bringing at us. And this is what this is part of what he's bringing at us, right? And so to be aware of it, and again, to frame it in a right frame mind, the right uh, frame of mind. You know, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We have authority, right? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world, right? So, it, you know, we don't fear for it, but we're aware of it, and we know how to attack it, and we know what the strategy is going forward. And so, um, so yeah, so sometimes the, these can show up in more subtle ways, these things. Think about when Peter, remember when Peter, when Jesus uh, explained, he was telling him, hey, this is what's going to happen, guys. Brings him in and, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm going to be basically going to be crucified. You know? And Peter's like, no, 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 time out. Hold on. Not you, Lord. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. That is not the plan. We're going to figure out an alternate. Oh, sorry, that was me. We're going to figure out an alternate plan. We're going to do something different here, God. Now you can't, no, that's not going to happen. You know, that's not going to, you know, whatever. Peter was trying to control the situation. He was trying to, you know, and he was trying to, it just overtook him because of fear, right? He he was afraid of what was going to happen and he didn't want to see these things happen. And, you know, his friend, the guy that he's hung out with for three years, you know, that, that, that's poured into him and whatever. And he's like, nope, that's not going to happen. We're going to come up with a different plan. And, and what does Jesus say to him? He rebukes him and he says, get thee behind me, Satan. He says, in fact, that, that in, in Matthew 16, 23, it says, Jesus, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. He calls it out. Now, he wasn't call, I don't believe he was calling Peter Satan, but the spirit that was trying to control, that was trying to operate through him, he was calling it out. He's like, get out of here. Get, get behind me. This is not the plan. You're speaking of things of men, not of things of God. I just told you what was going to happen. Those, that's, and we know that whatever Jesus spoke was from the Father. It was the, the plan of God, right? And so, you know, here's Peter trying to thwart that, and he's like, no, you know, get that spirit behind me. And so, you know, it can look like that sometimes. People within our own camp, you know, it can sound like. And so, <laughs> the first place we look, the first place we need to look, is the mirror. Right, first place we need to look is in the mirror, because sometimes maybe we're the part of the problem. Uh, not, not any of you. Not, I don't I'm not talking to any of you. You know, but it, the, the the Bible says to take the plank out of your own eye before you try to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Right, and so, I mean, t- honestly. Lord, am I in any way, shape, or form <laughs> in rebellion to your word in, or, 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 you know, in opposition to whatever it, your plan is, whatever, you're ta- whatever you want? Because sometimes it's so subtle, we don't even know it in, our, in and of ourselves, right? And we can walk in these things and we can, you know, and we can be influenced by them. And so, 
So I'm not saying that, to, you know, out of condemnation or out of, you know, like accusatory or anything like that, but we honestly need to take a look and say, first me, start with me. Like, is there anything in me that, you know, needs to get out of there because, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the way, you know, of God's plan. I want to be in lockstep with his plan, you know, and so, um, and so he says, he says, uh, yeah, in, in Matthew 7, 5, it talks about, you know, taking the plank out of your own eye. Um, so, so it's not unusual to find snippets, you know, little hints of witchcraft in the church. You know, and, 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 and I say that just as a, we need to be aware when these things enter in. Because like it says in Deuteronomy, let no one be found, um, let none be found among you. Right? And so, it can be, and it can be very deceptive. Um, another quote from Derek Prince, it says, when witchcraft is disguised, we may look right at it and not know what we're seeing. We may cooperate with it and not knowing what we're doing. We may be targeted by it and not knowing what is happening. You ever feel like something like, what is going on, Lord? Oh my gosh, it's like, like my world is just like crazy right now. It's like, see, everything just seems weird and it's just like, what's going on? And sometimes it can feel like that, right? And I'm sure that's what, ha- what happened with Saul too. He probably was like, I mean, his mind was gone. Like it would, he just went crazy. And so sometimes we need to just stop and go, Lord, what is this? What is going on? And that's, that's happened recently. Like I had like a couple of weeks ago where it was like a week and a half and I was just like, my, my mind was just going nuts. It was like, I was just, you know, struggling with and just being honest, you know, struggling with thoughts and things and whatever. And I'm like, God, what is going on? And so, um, so I've, I've been feeling like this for, for quite some time. I've been feeling like somebody or someones, <laughs> for lack of a better term, have been praying against the church, this church. Some, something. I'm like, I, I, haven't, I haven't been able to fully put my hand on it and my finger on it. And I don't know, I didn't, I'm like, what is going on, Lord? And I've, I've felt it for a while and I haven't really said anything because I'm just like trying to figure it out. And it kind of came to a head, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, what is going on? And just feeling like, okay, what are we, what are we even doing? Why are we doing this? You know, whatever. This is, why did we even, God, why did you even bring us down to Prescott? We moved here. My goodness, what are you thinking? Why do we, we'll just shut it down. It's just like, it's not, you know, whatever. Just, just being honest, right? It's an attack, you know? And so I'm, 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 I'm talking to Pastor John Neitzel, Right? He's the pastor up at River Valley Christian Church in, in Lake Elmo, and he and I meet on a regular basis since, obviously, we've been, you know, church plant from them. And, um, and I, I, I've been sharing this with him, and he, he's, he, we had lunch, and he shared a dream he had with me. And I'll just share, you the, share with the, the, the generalities of the dream. I'll share, you know, whatever. But the, gener, the general generalities of the dream was there was somebody that was carrying this tray you know the tr- the little trays that you use for in bed you know to have dinner you know like bed trays whatever well somebody had one of these trays and they were carrying it around and and on the tray was a game or game pieces and they were walking around with this tray 
you know, walking all around, whatever. And on this tray were these game pieces. Well, as they were walking around, there were people trying to manipulate the game pieces from underneath. And they were moving the game pieces around and trying to, when this person was walking around with this tray. And whatever. And then the dream ends. And he's like, what was that? And it was, he knew it was about Prescott. He's like, what was that? Lord, was that, was that the pizza I had last night? Was it like, just a, you know, like, and God said, and, it, and when he woke up, he started praying about it, whatever, and immediately God said witchcraft. He's like, that doesn't make any sense to me. He didn't know. And then he and I start talking, and I start sharing with him, and he goes, okay, now it makes a lot more sense. What you're, it was now you're, you know, we're talking back and forth, and so his dreams start to become more clear, and it's making more sense. And, you know, and, and I, won't, I won't give you any more detail because it doesn't matter, but, but that's the gist of the dream, and so we're talking about it. So he, co- he goes to a, pr- uh, a, a book club that he has, and they meet on a regular basis or whatever, and he's telling this guy that he's meeting with, and you know, he's, they're sharing, and he's talking about, you know, well, we have somebody down in Prescott, and they're holding ground, they've got ground, and they're taking ground, and they're holding, they're holding whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, and this is happening, and this is happening, and this is going on. You know what the guy says? He goes, yeah, he goes, he goes hey, Pastor John, can I just, you know, pull, he just pulls him aside, can I just share something with you that I just feel like the Lord is speaking right now? He's sure. He goes, he goes I, I don't know, I just get a sense that it's witchcraft. You know? He didn't even tell him what he had already, you know, heard from the Lord. And so the Holy Spirit is starting to speak this. It's like, and so it's kind of, bubbling up and we're starting to hear confirmations of what this what the spirit is that we're dealing with and so um and so talking about you know how it can be in the church right he shared a story i'll I'll share i think it's okay to share um he he shared a story about a pastor in stillwater when they were when they were starting when he first went over to lake uh, river valley christian church in lake elmo to be the pastor, he he was he'd meet with these pastors in the in the community on a regular basis, whatever. And and the the pastor from one church came up to him one day and he says, "Yeah, he goes, I got to pull you aside. I have to apologize to you." He goes, "And I have to ask your forgiveness." And he's like, "Okay." He was like, "When you guys first started, he goes, we were actively praying against your church." This is a denominational, like a, 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 a spirit-filled denominational church praying against their church getting started and, and moving forward and that kind of thing. He goes, we were wrong. He goes, Wait, I don't, he goes, I don't even know why we did that. But he goes, we were actively praying against the church and your church and, you know, and whatever. And so it just was like, you know, all these light, these lights, you know, are starting to go on, and you know, and the light bulb is starting to go on, and you're like, this is this is a this is an issue, and I, I and I bring it to you because I want you to be aware that things are starting to pop up, and we need to pray and pray and pray and pray against it because we have the authority, we have the power that Jesus has given us. It's His power. It's His authority that operates through us. Right, and we can we can come against those things. There have been other things that have been com- that have come up, and you know I won't share everything, but um, but just know that this is this is a serious issue, 
and we need to pray about it, right? And so um, I'll just end with this, that in 1 John 1, 4, if you read that whole context, it's, that's, that's the part of the scripture where it says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. If you start in 1 John 1, 4, it tells us to test the spirits. Like not every spirit is from God. So if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, the Holy Spirit told me that you need to go buy a purple bike and it needs to have, you know, 15 speeds and, uh, you know, it should have a, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're like, the Holy Spirit didn't tell you that. You know, it's just, what I'm, I'm making that up. I'm, you know, being, making it as a, you know, a silly example. But you know what I'm talking about? Like people will say things to us that'll say, the Holy Spirit told me this. Whatever. You need to test that spirit. Is that from God or is it not? We don't just accept anything and everything that comes in the, in the doors. And if there be any found among us, have nothing to do with it. Right? Jesus rebuked the spirit. Get out of here. I can tell you, I've had to rebuke some spirits of things. Right? It just, it, it, it's, it's just the way it is. And he says, By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. And in this spirit, and this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming, and is now already in the world. You are God. You are of, you're not, you're not God. Uh, time out. <laughs> Do not take that snippet and take it out of context, people. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. We are of God. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us, but this, by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Right? And so I'll just finish with this, that we need to know what walks in these doors or walks into our lives or what we walk into. We need to be able to test that and understand that so that we can protect and guard against the schemes of the enemy. Right? Guard against the schemes of the enemy, against the saints and against the church. Right? So, so I bring it because I want awareness. I want you to know what's happening, what we've been experiencing, what we've been hearing, what things are going on. Because it's, it's, it's like I say, it's kind of bubbled up. And so we, we need to know this. It's, it's, not, uh, I don't, it's not at all to be able to cause fear or to, you know, whatever, but it's, so, yeah. So before, before you pray us out, um, just as a reminder, biblically, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, right? So it's very easy to get angry at someone the enemy is using but it would be the same as getting angry at a puppet, right? A puppet that is made in God's image. <laughs> so we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. And there's a book that we read years ago when we had dealt with some crazy
crazy stuff. It's not the Bible, so I'm not elevating it to the Bible, but it's called The Subtle Power of Spiritual Abuse, and it talks about these things in the church. And one of the things that I think is interesting that they pointed out is that um, often people will use their words to manipulate and control, and it's a form of witchcraft. And it said that if you've been the victim of that, you've also probably perpetuated it, which I think is a really good reminder because it can help us to walk more in love because we're to pray for those who persecute us, right? We're not to, like, beat them up, <laughs> even though we might want to. But <laughs> so it, when John's talking about look in the mirror first and take the plank out, I think it's getting our attitude into an attitude of love. They'll know you're Christians by your love. Right. So just as a reminder, because when you are going through it and that, you know, Jesus kicked over tables in a temple when he got angry, like he gets the righteous indignation. Um, but what do we do with that? So anyway, um, Father God, I just thank you so much, Father God, that you are on the throne. I thank you that even though your word says in this world, you will have trouble, but take cart. I have overcome the world. I thank you um, that we can stand on your promises. We can stand on your word. I thank you, Father God, that when one of us is weak, we carry each other. I thank you for the body of Christ, Father God. I thank you for what you're doing in the world. I thank you for what you're doing in Prescott. I thank you for what you're doing in the surrounding communities and and in our hearts, Father God. Um, I thank you that you weep with those who weep and you call us to weep with those who weep and to rejoice with those who rejoice. Um, you are good. And we just remind ourselves and each other of that, that you are good and that you love us and you've given us everything we need for life and godliness. So I just pray that you bless everyone, bless their week. Um, in Jesus' name, amen.